0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS
2: Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. That would mean I am JR. It's true, I ain't retired. Not yet, anyway. I'm here with super producer and host, Dave Shepard. I'm here with you, everybody listening all over North America. Thanks for hanging out. I'm only going to be here for one more hour. After that, Dave is going to turn my microphone off, and I just... I got to talk to myself for the next several hours until we're back tomorrow. I'm here every single weeknight, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Let's get this on our system, okay? We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about his retirement. The good, the bad, the ugly. We talked about his uh his venture, his future venture into the broadcast booth. We talked about the bucks, the bucks future at quarterback. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's done in San Francisco. We talked about Demar Hamlin. An amazing thing he's doing right now, working with the American Heart Association to encourage people to learn CPR. I absolutely love it. I love it so much, damn it. Let's listen to this announcement by Damar Hamlin. It's a cool initiative. Listen. What's up, everybody? It's D-Ham. Once again, I want to thank everybody for the love and support over these past few weeks. As you know, CPR saved my life earlier this year on the field. And CPR could easily save your life or someone you love. That's why I'm proud to announce that I'm partnering with the American Heart Association and kicking off the Mar Hamlin's 3 for Heart CPR Challenge. And of course, this one's got three steps. Step one, go to heart.org slash three to watch a short video to learn hands-only CPR. Step two, donate to the AHA to fund CPR awareness and education. And step three, challenge three friends to do the same. To kick things off, I'm challenging the GOATs. LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Michelle Obama, you've all been challenged. I'm going to learn CPR. I don't know how to do CPR. I know how to punch somebody in the chest. I haven't had to do it in a while. I know how to kick somebody in the chest. But I'm going to learn CPR. And I think it's an amazing thing uh, that Damar is doing. And so I encourage you to. You might be able to save somebody's life that you care about, that you love. And somebody might be able to save your life. You know, shop. I, I I know a lot of schools. I feel that they used to do this, but aren't there certain places where they would require
3: you? Like, they, we don't teach this in school anymore, right? We do not. So, So I don't know how it is at private school. Public school, they definitely do not teach it. Um, and, and the the reason is JR because it's very expensive. Like I had to pay, I had to pay in order to coach in New York City. You need to be uh, CPR certified both for kids and adults. It should so, be something that's free.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, it right. should be something that's free. And I'm I'm sure that we have we have organizations and individuals who can finance such a thing. Right, and you know what. That that might be something that I look into doing. That might be my next one of my next ventures for people to go out there and, and learn CPR or at least have it more widely available because it's a simple measure that can save people's lives. Sure. I mean, we, we spend so much damn money on nonsense and garbage that, that we can have funds allocated towards life saving measures. So I'm gonna put that in my own, you know, mental bank as an initiative that I may try to work on into the future uh, that was one announcement and good on Demar Hamlin for doing that encouraging people and raising awareness and we know the other announcement we got today was Tom Brady he called it a wrap he's done he's like I'm not doing this anymore I'm 45 years old I don't want everything I got su- seven Super Bowls I've been been around for 22 years I'm done he has a 10-year $375 million contract just sitting right in front of him with Fox for him to go upstairs into the the damn booth. And he may take a year off. I have no idea. And so we've talked about a lot tonight. And then I gave you a top six list, a top six list to pretty much just tell everybody, you know, your favorite thoughts and memories of this Tom Brady guy. Like what stands out to you? And I give a new top six every single Wednesday night into Thursday. And if you missed the full explanations and all of the audio, you can listen on the free Odyssey app. We did it last hour. And at number six, I gave you the Tuck Rule game. And number five, I gave you Deflate Gate. And number four, it was his first title, winning in 2001, that came in the same postseason as the Tuck Rule. And number three, I gave you every single time that Tom Brady lost. And you know what, to, 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 to kind of rub it in, and why not, I'm doing what I feel like, how about in like 2012 when the New York Giants won the Super Bowl and there were a couple of guys, Wes Welker, who were out there dropping passes. This became like news that Giselle Boonchen, his wife at the time, was just like, hey, My husband can't catch and pass at the same time. She was caught cursing somebody out, yelling this at them after the game in, like, one of the tunnels. Listen to this from CNN. Hi, Nichelle.
4: Giselle just watched her husband lose the Super Bowl, and apparently she was getting heckled by some Giants fans as she went into the elevator. She must have not known that there was a camera rolling and that this could get out. So I just kind of want to show you what happened. Take a look at this.
1: Yeah, she was
4: venting about some of Tom Brady's receivers on the team. Now, I don't know if there were any receivers' wives nearby to hear that, but I cannot imagine that she knew there was a camera there rolling and thought that this would get out.
2: Yeah, every time Tom Brady lost is a memory that I like, uh, including the Eagles. Thank you, Nick Foles. At number two. Tom Brady moment that I always remember. And number two, I told you it was his last title, his first and only one with the Buccaneers. And at number one, it was and we ain't gonna play this audio again. I ain't doing that again. It's when they came back in twenty seventeen and they beat the Falcons. You said Scors. I'm sorry, you said
3: play the audio again, JR? No, 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 oh, don't do that. Oh, oh, don't do it. It. No, don't do that.
2: Don't do that. Don't play the audio, but let's listen to Tom <laughs> Brady after the win. That that's a little more uh digestible. Let's hear that. It's hard to win a game
4: in the NFL and to beat this team and to get down 28-3. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of mental toughness by our team.
2: And, you know, we're all going to remember this for the rest of our life. All right, now we got that done with. I don't ever want to hear that again. I'm glad I don't. And I, I, the man had an amazing career. And I've been saying this for quite some time. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Make room for new blood. He's had an amazing career. Absolutely respect everything that he's done. Amazing. But I'm glad I don't need to see him at the end of a game. I don't need to see him charging down the field, game winning this, setting up a field goal, a touchdown. Them days are over. Let me see Justin Herbert do it or Burrow. Or let me see more Mahomes. Let's see what Hurts can do. New blood. All the best to Tom Brady and retirement most accomplished quarterback ever phone lines are open 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4CBS what is your most memorable Tom Brady moment it could be good or bad for him I don't care let's go ahead and uh talk to Eddie Eddie is calling from Chicago you're on the JR sport brief show what's up Eddie
5: Mr. Jared, thank you for taking my call.
2: No doubt. Eddie, what's up? What do you think about the best time the Brady had was when he split with his coach? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Eddie, you're a jerk, man. (laughs)
4: No,
2: man. You're a jerk.
4: I mean, come on. Are they both doing any good?
2: (laughs) Well, one guy won a Super Bowl and the other man's been looking for his replacement.
5: But um, you know, some—I I think it was on your show. I don't know if it was on your show, but I know it was on your station because I love your station. You guys are great
2: there. <clears throat> well, thank you. But somebody—somebody somebody was on our station and said what?
5: And, and they said that they should go back together, just for one more season to see how they do it together.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Somebody else said that. I don't. Like
5: that.
2: Yeah, I think those but, two guys but, have had enough of each other. I, Oh, well, thank you, Eddie. Oh,
5: my God. All right. Thanks for taking my call, man. Thank you. I, I love you. I love you. Thank
2: you. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Eddie's just like, hey, a, a great day for me is when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick split up. Well, that's a nice sentiment now, isn't it? If you ever
3: decide to do comedy, Jared, which you already do on a nightly basis, but if you do it in a more traditional sense, you need Eddie in the front row. He's just going to laugh, right? <laughs> he was cracking himself up. I guess he was.
2: He was cracking himself up. But when you have people in the front row, don't you you got to make fun of them, right? Now what people do for comedy?
3: That, that's not your style though. You 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 you're good enough where you don't need to hang on to low-hanging fruit and ridicule and deride other people in order to make the whole audience laugh. That's not you. You're too good for that. Don't insult the audience members? No, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, uh, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Jerry Seinfeld, they never do that.
2: It's only like the, the, the new comedians do that, right?
3: Exactly. It's the ones they that no. Listen, people. I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do an old page here from the old book. If I can't get people to laugh, at least they'll laugh at this person in the front row. <laughs>
2: well, have you been to one of these comedy shows recently? In I've new done York? comedy shows. You've done comedy.
3: I've done I've done I've done my share, uh, fair share up. I ain't no. never got
2: no invite to no comedy well, show. Well,
3: that's because it was in Memphis. Understanding that the New York audiences tend to be a little more critical.
2: I, can, I would go to Memphis tomorrow. It's right here. I was not my, not I, right here. It's I, closer. Right. I go.
3: I was in my late 20s. I, I'd do it again. Really, you just, need, you just need to make sure you bring enough friends and family when you're performing. And oh. if enough of a crowd is laughing, the rest will follow and fall in line.
2: That's why they give everybody uh, two drinks. They want you to get drunk, so you laugh.
3: Oh, no, no, no. They don't give you two drinks. They they man- they make it mandatory that they charge you two drinks, and it's up to you whether you want to drink it or not, which, in, in essence, you're going to drink it because it's mandatory. Oh, you're damn right. Yeah. If I'm
2: paying for two drinks, yeah. somebody's going to drink it. E- exactly. Well, they do that because the comedians suck, Right. <laughs> for, they for, need but, an incentive. Yeah. You need an incentive to last. So let's liquor you up and make money.
3: Exactly. They're not having a two drink minimum when Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle performs at MSG or the Verizon Center or the Crypto. dot com Arena, or whatever they call it in LA. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You think maybe you think Tom Brady is he going to get like a roast?
3: I tell you what, people would uh, that that would be must see TV because he who is he, because it? he is America's golden boy. Um, who should, who should he, do it? Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg should do it. They have a, they have close ties. Uh, he understands that Mark Wahlberg... You know who should do it? You know who's close with? You know who would do it? Honestly, Jimmy Kimmel. He would do it because he they have they have a good, Jimmy have a good relationship.
2: Is, Jimmy Kimmel is funny.
3: Well, he is. Uh, he's been on network television now for more than twenty years in the same time uh, slot. He's doing something right. Yeah. Come on, you know he's funny. I'm not. am not saying. I'm not saying oh, he has a good gr- sense of humor. He's not. Right. You know, make you fall out your chair. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's, you know, Groucho Marx, Martin Lawrence funny, but I, he's, he's, he, he does his job well. I, I wouldn't put him in the category of Trevor Noah or, um, you know, John Stewart, the guys that really make you think outside the box and enlighten you and also make you laugh at the same time. Jimmy Kimmel is a low-hanging fruit, <laughs> you know, very tepid, very, you right. know, sophomore comedian. I agree that's with why that.
2: I like, that's why I like Chris Rock. It's a lot of uh, introspective humor there. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's well thought out. And then he, uh, poor Will Smith, uh, not poor Will Smith, but... <laughs> Bad Boys 4, you seeing him. it?
3: You seeing it? You pumped up about that, Jr. Well, well, what are you talking about? Bad Boys 4 is coming out. Will Smith's comeback is officially on. I have
2: never seen one Bad Boys movie.
3: You might be the only one. I Every, oh, yeah. everyone, everyone has seen at least one snippet of a Bad Boys movie.
2: I I have been in rooms where Bad Boys is played, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. I, I've... I've never seen Bad Boys.
3: You got to see one, Jr. It's worth it. Yeah,
2: I, people are gonna. I know. I know what's coming. You never seen Bad Boys? No, I've never
3: seen Bad Boys. Well, Jr., I don't, I don't have to tell you this because, but, but, most people don't put him in the same category as Dave Chappelle and and Eddie Murphy and, and Chris Rock. Who? Martin Lawrence. I don't think people oh, realize okay. how big his show was and what kind of a cultural impact that high. Martin? Yeah, I, but I don't think. Oh my but god! No, no, we know that, but I don't think right. younger audiences know how great. Martin Lawrence was at his apex, he just fell off the face of the earth.
2: I would give a no he didn't fall off, he just made money. I would give a I'd give a what's up, what's up, what's up. I, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Um You even you're laughing. You know, Martin, you couldn't go in. Martin was on TV every day, yeah. all day. It's like there's Martin Lawrence. He's it's, he's yeah. everywhere.
3: He, he was it's funny because him and Will Smith were arguably the two and apologies to Jerry Seinfeld and Jennifer Aniston, but in the 1990s, you can make a legitimate argument, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were the two biggest names. And this was when podcasts didn't exist, obviously, and this is when right. Netflix and Hulu and all that the stuff fresh, didn't exist.
2: The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Those
3: two individuals, apologies to Jello White, were the two <laughs> biggest stars in television, and they how were you under killed, the age how of 30. You, kill,
2: you killed Urkel with one sentence.
3: Well, that's because that's the only thing he's known for. So I don't want to take that away from him, but Jill Ch- 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 White's known for nothing else.
2: Urkel did, he also did voiceovers.
3: But most people don't know that.
2: He What What did he voice? He did something, right? I,
3: and, and that's the point. Not I mean, notable, As, as yeah. much as you know about pop culture in American history, you can't even distinguish and decipher what Urkel did in terms of voiceovers. Stefan Urkel. I remember Stefan Yeah, but that was the same show. Right.
2: Right. The ABC was good on uh, Friday nights, remember? I
3: remember TGIF, with Step by Sabrina, Step. Sabrina, the Teenage yep. Witch. Full House, obviously hanging with Mr. Cooper, which doesn't get enough oh love. God. You remember Mr. that Co- with raven oh, I was going to tell you something about Mr. Cooper. <laughs>
2: yeah? Yeah, he's gotten—because, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's you know, Mr. Cooper does stand-up comedy.
3: Okay. Is he hanging out?
2: You get it? Uh, his hand. He's a little handsy. I'll put it that way. Okay. And somebody told, well, I was, I was witness when I'm like, "What are you doing, Mr. Cooper? Did what he, li- li-
3: did he leave Olivia alone? That's what I care about." Uh, and um, I, when I say, I, when I from say, from Cosby, from Should the Cosby Raven Show, yes, did he leave her alone?
2: Uh, you know, he's a, he's an older fellow, right? And you know, sometimes you you become an older fellow, and you you might hug somebody a little too long. Yeah, it's just one of those.
3: Speaking of older fellas, and when, when uh, I'm sorry, I, this this can't go un- unsaid. When we what? think of these great comedians, he's been gone for far too long, and he died far too young. Don Rickles? Him, too.
2: Oh, no. Bernie Mac. Oh, my God. Great. I'm not scared of you uh, yeah. you, you, you bleeper bleepers. Oh, Man. Bernie Mac was hilarious. So good. Oh, Bernie Mac was great. I didn't, I didn't really like his show either. I, I maybe saw one episode.
3: But, but that, uh, was when, that, was, that was when Bernie Mac became commercial. That was when he became mainstream. I'm oh talking God. about when he was with the Kings of Comedy and oh my Cedric and, and Steve Harvey and D.L. Hughley, etc. Ruthless. Et yeah.
2: Oh my God. And Bernie Mac was amazing. I'd pay. Listen, if Bernie Mac was alive, I'd pay to see Bernie Mac roast uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> I'd pay to see
3: it. Yeah. They. They. Kevin Hart won't hold back. Dave Chappelle won't hold back. Uh, you know who'd be great on that too? Bill Burr. He'd be phenomenal. Roasting I was going to say,
2: yeah. yeah. Bill Burr is funny. Yes. Doesn't hasn't Bill Burr roasted uh, an athlete here or there recently? Oh, told- he did
3: the NBA roast, right, or something like that. Um, that was Jay. F- Jay Farrell might have done the NBA show.
2: Nah, I-, I saw I saw Bill Burr. I think in Shaq, and it's like All Star Weekend or something like that. I don't
3: know. He's too. You know, he's not. I don't know if he's clean enough to do TNT though.
2: I think he did. Um. Uh,
3: and even NBA TV. I, I don't know if Bill Burr's clean enough. Bill he,
2: Burr was in Star Wars. Was he? he Bill was Burr in the was The
3: Mandalorian, in sh- yeah. Bill Burr was, was in Mandal- Star Wars? He
2: was he was a man, he was a smart ass and a Mandalorian, yeah. I didn't he did know, a good job. Oh, I didn't know
3: that. Okay, so you've you, you never seen a
2: Mandalorian?
3: No, I, I, I I've never seen uh you're gonna think this is insane. I have never gotten into Star Wars. I like when I think of Harrison Ford, I think of Indiana Jones. I don't think of Star Wars.
2: You know what? One day, take a month and just watch Star Wars. Is it really that good? Star Wars is one of the greatest stories that any human being has ever come up with. It's an excellent story of good and evil. I'd excellent. watch
3: I'd watch for James Earl Jones, and he's not even in it. You just hear his voice. Oh, well, he's—well, uh, uh, what's his—Darth Vader's <laughs> right. badass, Yeah, man. yeah, I would watch for him. He. I'd, I'd watch James Earl Jones in anything.
2: Well, he's badass. Yeah, maybe this next call is badass. 855 cbs that's 855 uh, 212 We're taking your calls on Tom Brady memories. Maybe you got a good one. Maybe it's a bad one. Alan is here. Allen from Toronto. He's in Florida? Hey, Allen, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What the hell are you doing in Florida? Escaping?
4: Yeah, I'm in the villages, which is halfway between Orlando and Ocala, and I'm here for two months. I'm on the uh, Airbnb, what? so I'm retired, so I'm down here uh, for two months. So.
2: Wait, 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 wait. So it's It's like five degrees in Toronto, and you really said I'm just going to spend my time in Florida?
4: Yeah, exactly. Take a chunk out of the winter. You know, my wife hates winter, so we're going to take a big two-month uh, two chunk out of
2: it. So we're, so you're on we're vacation in Florida mm-hmm. for two months Yep, and you're calling Florida. me right now? Why? What are you? Why are you not like out at in, in the club or something?
4: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should be having a few pops, a few beers, you know. So, it's...
2: but go ahead.
4: Okay, uh, it's exactly eight years ago today, February the first. Well, it's February second now, but February the first in uh, in Phoenix, in the University of Phoenix uh, in Glendale, and uh, Malcolm Butler's slant route. <laughs> intercepted Ricardo Laquette's, uh at the one-yard line with 20 seconds to go, and Russell Wilson uh, and Pete Carroll—they must be—they must be absolutely, absolutely in, in a horrible situation now because uh, they have to live with it the rest of their life. And it was a very improbable 28-24 victory over Seattle, and uh, Tom Brady—that uh, was his sixth Super Bowl and, uh, at the age of 37. They had a ten-point lead in the third uh, in the third uh, quarter, and they they had fourteen answering points in the fourth quarter for Brady. So that was one of his uh, one of his biggest moments. There have been yeah. miracles. This was a miracle of biblical proportions. The way it yeah, ended, you know, no, it, it was you twenty know
2: what? seconds to go. So. Maybe maybe things would be different for Russell Wilson right now if people were able to call him a two-time Super Bowl champ. But we can't rewrite history. Hey, Alan, I, I got I got a beef with you. Yeah. you you sure. you went all the way from Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. and you went all the way down to Florida, right outside of Orlando, mm-hmm. and you skipped right the hell over me in Georgia. What what's your problem? Actually, I went to uh, Murphy's.
4: Uh, There's a Murphy's restaurant not too far from you. I went there because uh, because Murphy owned it, so I, I was there. Wait I wait wait to wait. You, you like.
2: were wait 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 wait. You were here in Georgia.
4: Yeah, Georgia. We passed Interstate seventy five. We, you were we, here we're and you the-
2: stopped here in Atlanta?
4: Yeah, if I would have known your
2: address, I would have dropped in to see you. My address? I'm I'm dead smack in the middle of the city, man. I'm on Peachtree.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, Peachtree. Yeah, there's six Peachtrees there, isn't there? No,
2: no, the main one.
4: Oh, the main one, yeah. <laughs> and, and you just skipped not, over
2: me like I'm nothing. You're just, I thought you're we had a problem. better relationship than this, Alan.
4: All right, next time on the way home, I'll give you a shout when I get you're a You're lying. Man.
2: Don't lie to me. You're lying. <laughs> Yeah, you're giggling. Yeah. Listen, don't worry about it. Because when I'm up yeah. in Toronto and I'm hanging out on Young Street, I ain't calling your ass.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you probably
2: won't have time. So. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, Alan. Have fun down there. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
4: Yeah, I'll talk to you very soon. Yep. Yeah, no thanks a lot for taking my call. Thanks.
2: Of course, yeah. I love it. The man is on vacation from Toronto to Orlando, and he's like, I'm gonna listen to JR, I'm still gonna call him. If I'm on vacation, I ain't talking to nobody, not even myself, let alone a wife or a spouse. What are you doing? Anyway, let's get out of that. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'll take more of your calls on Brady memories and, yeah, uh, Bernie Mac. Rest in peace to Bernie Mac. He'd be great to make fun of Tom Brady. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a new listener, but a longtime radio personality over the years, and uh, you're just enlightening. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
2: It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm looking at Twitter right now. You can hit me at JR Sport Brief. We're talking about your favorite Tom Brady memory. It could be good or bad. Unfortunately, the memory that stands out to me is when he uh, it's when he beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. But anyway, uh, at JR Sport Brief, Mac Mojus says, at JR Sport Brief. Oh, he's telling me about what I said about Tom Brady. I'd pay to watch Bernie Mac roast Tom Brady. I would. Oh, Jeff Sykes. Hey, Jeff. Shout out to my friends at the USTA. I'm, I'm going to get out there soon. I'm going to holler at you. Jeff Sykes says, my favorite Tom Brady moment was when he split his pants at that charity golf match with Peyton Manning. I didn't think about that one, Jeff, but that's pretty good. Thank you so much. Uh, B. John at JR Sport Brief. As a Pats fan, my favorite Brady moment was Super Bowl 49. As far as legacies, it was the most important one. They didn't win for 10 years, and if they lost that game, his Super Bowl record would have been three and three at that period in time. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Josh from North Carolina.
6: How you doing, Jr?
2: I'm good, man. What's up?
6: Not much. Uh, I think my favorite Brady moment will be that sound bite when he. Uh, I guess they were when the Raiders were trying to get him when he was a free agent. He said, "You're gonna pick that boop
2: over me." Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we still don't technically know who they were referring to, right? Yeah, was exactly. it Derek? Was it Derek Carr?
6: Well, you see how it did what, what they did with Derek Carr now.
2: So. Uh-oh. Yeah, and his ass is going to be playing in the Pro Bowl. How ridiculous is that?
6: Yeah, that's
2: crazy. I know. Well, thank you, Josh. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he, he was on LeBron James' show, The Shop, I believe, uh, when he explained that story. Brian is calling from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
7: Thank you for taking my call, J.R. Uh, one, Robin Harris was a comedian that died way before his time. I don't know if you remember him or not. But uh, Robin Harris.
2: Robin or Robert? Robin. Robin Harris? Yeah, you don't remember him? From where? All right, uh, Bay Bay's kids. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, them little. Oh, my God, yes. But he's he's not at the level of some of the guys that we mentioned.
7: He died way before his time, but he was great. His, yeah, his, his, but he his, was wasn't The album in, was pretty good. Yeah, he was, but, but um, he, he
2: wasn't in the category. I remember baby Kids, little baby with the diaper and the fly in his ass. I remember that. But yeah, he had
7: to understand the whole tape. Oh, back then, we listened to tapes. I, but, uh,
2: I, know, I, I remember, but he wasn't in the they category. But go ahead. All
7: right. Um, the rivalry between him and Peyton Manning, he got the best of Peyton Manning all the time, but except that one Monday night when they were down, the Colts were down 17, and Belichick, supposed to be the genius he is, went forward on fourth and like fourth and four at their own 40, mm-hmm. and Peyton rallied back from 17 points down to beat um, Tom Brady um, on Monday Night Football. And I remember that that game because I was in a football pool, and I was the only one that picked the Colts, and I it was um, and. I was losing. I was sitting in the bar. They left me, and everybody was making fun of me like, man, you blew the money. All you had to do was pick um, uh, New England, and you would have split the pot. I won the whole pot, but but that didn't win until the next morning because that game went out past,
2: well past midnight. But thank you for taking my call. No doubt, Brian. Thank you for calling from Baltimore. Yeah, anything involving cash is easy to remember. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. They played against each other head to head seventeen times. Seven Super Bowl wins out of ten appearances. Brady leads the head to head eleven to six against Peyton Manning. Eleven to six, he beat Peyton Manning, and then uh, Peyton Manning, he was in the Super Bowl four times. He won twice. Yeah, Peyton Manning can't do anything but tell everybody, I, I I'm on TV already and I'm successful. Sure. Damon is calling from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
8: Uh,
5: good morning, Jr. How's everything going, man?
2: I'm good, man. You, you're very optimistic. What's on your mind? Oh, man, uh, second time caller, long time yes. listener. Thank you. Uh, God bless you
5: for everything that you do and uh, the different views that you have with everything that you have on sports and as far as comedy. By the way, Red Fox is the best comedian. That's number oh. one. Okay, okay, okay. But Jr., there was another caller that there was a caller that came that spoke about Belichick and Brady and with Brady leaving Belichick, and it was negative. I'm looking at it more of a positive note. When you leave a place that you've had success for many years, and in your first year, your first year, you achieve success by winning the Super Bowl, that's something to be said. That is my favorite Brady moment. It is tough to do. You have very different entities from all sides, You don't know this team. Of course, he got Gronk. Okay, that's cool. But it's just Gronk. There are other different entities of which he had to gel with in his first year and achieve success in winning the
2: Super Bowl. Yeah, that's reasonable. Well, thank you, Damon, for calling from Houston. No, that that is difficult. I mean, we've had a lot of people, including myself, uh, make some jokes tonight at his expense. and, And why not? Might as well get those out, too. Yeah, I know Eddie. I think it was Eddie from Chicago. He's the one who made the joke about... His favorite moment was Belichick and, and Brady splitting up. But you're right. That that does show a whole hell of a lot uh, about Brady, that he was able to leave, that he did leave, and that he was able to win on his own. Can't take that away from him. Rick is calling from Toronto. Go ahead, Rick.
6: Yeah, thank you for taking
5: my call again, JR.
2: Uh-oh. The gate, play- I think, is the most important thing. Uh, the reason I'm
5: calling is um, – you know, you talked about, you were uh, a, you didn't think the FTX oh. thing was a problem. I think it isn't a problem.
2: Because whoa, 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 ch- whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah? You, you talking to me about crypto? Yeah, because basically. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. I need help here. Hold on. Hey, Shep, you're here, right? Yeah, Shep is here.
3: Yes, uh, I'm screening, uh, screening calls, but I am still here, yes. Okay, Marco Belletti, you're here, right, Marco?
2: Right? I am here, Jr. I need, I need help here. He's talking to us about crypto and FTX. Okay, uh, Rick, Rick. Rick. Go ahead, Rick. Oh. T- talk to us. Okay. Giselle
5: Boonsham and Tom Brady, I think they lost about $45 million in the thing.
3: Jared, do you mind if I ask Rick a question? No, let's hear him okay. first. Let's hear him.
5: Okay. You said that that wasn't going to be an issue of him signing a contract, for example, with Tampa Bay or going to Fox. I think he should go to Fox to pay off. Giselle in future, but the divorce thing. He he
2: already has a deal. He he has a deal in place. It's not where he should go. He has a deal in place. What you said in the past. Hold on, Rick. What? It's not what? Listen. Hey, Marco, you hear what I got to deal with, Marco?
0: Yeah, I'm hearing it.
2: (laughs) Hey, Rick, listen. He has a deal in place already done when he is ready he can make three hundred and seventy five million dollars over ten years. It's done already, Rick. Okay. Yep. I agree. Pretty good. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Rick, for calling from Toronto. You see, that wasn't so bad, Marco, right?
0: That was actually relatively painless. I gotta I gotta tell you, JR, I thought that was going in a lot different direction.
2: I did. Well, Shep, I'm sorry. I I, I let go of him before you that's had okay. a question. What did you want to ask? No, him? I'm no,
3: sorry. the only question was Rick, that's not what you discussed with me on the phone. It's like if you're gonna ask JR that question and completely try to derail the point of the conversation, at least have the decency, Rick. As a person who calls the show a lot, to at least let me know what you're trying to bring to the table with JR. That was that was a little bit disrespectful, Rick from Toronto. And it did not I'm not lost on the fact that the second you enter Rick at Toronto, the second he started talking, you go, Oh boy, here we go.
2: <laughs> you know what, I feel yeah. like that's every time Yeah, well, I,
3: I'll say this, Rick I, I need to remember
2: listening. his name His name is Rick from, from Toronto. Toronto He
3: is a character every... We have
2: so many callers from Toronto, I can't keep I up I know,
3: I know, but Rick is that individual So Rick's, Rick gives Alan a run for his money As the most garrulous non-breather you have as a <laughs> caller
2: We need, you know what, I'm going to suggest to him when he calls
3: Which one? Both?
2: Rick Okay, Rick I'm going to tell him to stand up and, and pace, uh, just, just take a couple of paces while he's on the phone. Hey, JR, what? Maybe, I know, right? right? Maybe that will force him to slow down. Probably not. Probably The guy probably got like eight lungs. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 I'm going to get more of your calls before we roll out.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, that's why first I just want to say, junior you're the man. All these other
8: radio shows, you hear the same boring stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? I love how
2: you bring them callers in.
1: Call in now at
2: 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I know we've been talking about that old-ass uh, Tom Brady guy. I'm going to tell you this as well. On the completely opposite end of the spectrum, today was National Signing Day. We actually found out, you know, what teams are ending up with what recruits and et cetera. Alabama coming out on top, Georgia behind them, even Deion Sanders, uh, Colorado, he just got there. Their class was ranked number 23 overall. He was able to bring in uh, two five-star recruits, and I don't see uh, Texas A&M here in the top 10. So I guess they ran out of money. Anyway, eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. We got more callers here. I don't. I don't know what they want. Oh, they want to tell me about Tom Brady's moment. Yeah, let's get Tom Brady out of our system, folks. Okay. Because after tonight, unless there's additional news, we ain't going to talk about this man for a while. No more comebacks and no more memories. Well, I don't think there'll be more comebacks, but let's just talk to you. Dom is here from San Diego. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Dom? What's
7: up, JR? Thanks for taking my call. Sure.
5: Uh, My favorite Tom Brady memory The 2007 AFC Championship game against the Chargers. I must have been like six or seven years old. I remember I had a little Tom Brady figure. Those of you would get like Target or whatever. I forgot. I think it was McFadden or something like that. I forgot the brand, but I hung him from a rope on my porch, thinking like voodoo would help the Chargers win, and uh, my Patriots, Patriots, whoop us and. Ended up, I think that's the Super Bowl they lost to the Giants. I forgot. but yeah, that's the most uh, memorable one when I have Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that'll help the the Chargers moving into the futures is getting a new head coach. Uh, Tom is calling from Fort Lauderdale. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey,
6: Jr. Um, really appreciate the, the show you guys put together. Um, that definitely helps me get through the shift. A lot of people get through their shift, you know, uh, this time of night on the East Coast um and really quick you know it was tough coming up with you know my absolute most memorable moment um but to preface my memorable moment i just wanted to ask you a quick yes or no question if that's all right it's your show
2: you want to ask me a yes or no question yes just to preface my my moment just because i think you, you, you and i can, both like to make people you fancy. can and then i'll i'll decide to say what i want afterwards if i feel like it go ahead perfect
6: does an innocent man flee
2: does an innocent man? What is it? You hit me with a Chinese proverb? Yes or no? No, does an, no, no.
6: Just yes or no. Does an innocent man flee? I'm you thinking, know, I'm thinking used...
2: about it. I'm thinking about it. Okay, give me some time here. Hold on. does an no innocent man doesn't? If I'm innocent, do I leave? Yeah, I do what I want. I can leave when I feel like it. You damn right, an innocent man will flee. Yeah.
6: Oh, okay. Well, that. Uh... Uh, again, man, you, you you hit me with the the left when I was looking for the right. That's that's one thing I love Sorry. about your show. Anyways, Nicole my Tom favorite Brady moment cheater. was when Brady set the all time NFL record, yeah. um, most games suspended for cheating in NFL history. Deflate Gate, <laughs> number four. Yeah. He literally just had his manservant destroy his cell phone, and I, I everybody wanted to debate the PSI in the ball and this and that and who knew what. The fact of the matter is, the guy destroyed his cell phone. He didn't comply with an investigation, totally culpable. And really, that's just the way you should look at him, you know, being really the the biggest cheater, uh, most fraudulent player, uh, along with the most fraudulent franchise in sports history.
2: Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah, deflate gate, spy gate. Hey, Shep, let's, uh, let's listen to ABC uh, when Tom Brady talked about how he didn't cheat by playing with the balls. The NFL's
1: golden boy left scrambling to defend his reputation. I get the snap, I drop back,
4: I throw the ball. You know, I grip it and, and I try to throw the ball. That's the extent of the, uh, you know, me touching the football. So I gonna... don't sit there and, you know, try to squeeze it and determine that. If that's what uh, the Colts want to do, then that's what they want to do.
2: He got suspended four games. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. We, we know deflate gate there. What are we going to say, that, that Bill Belichick was doing voodoo with Tom Brady for 22 years? Well, 20 years, what are we doing? Bill Belichick was doing voodoo with Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson. He was just, Bill Belichick is a voodoo priest. He's making it all happen for everybody. No skill whatsoever, none, none at all. Barry is here from Boston. What's up, Barry? Uh-oh.
8: Hey, Jay,
2: how are you, brother? I'm okay.
8: Uh, so there's two guys that I love on Radio Love, and that is J.R. and Alan from Toronto. You said Radio Love? Yeah,
2: Radio Love. Okay. I, mean, I hear Radio Love. I think something else, but go ahead. <laughs> so if Alan from Toronto, but before I get
8: to my point about your Atlanta Hawks. You, you, Hawk, you, got, you yeah. got
2: one minute less less okay. than that.
8: Okay. Before I get to the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots Super Bowl, uh, fifty seconds. If 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 Allen started a radio show that competed with your show, I would listen to him seven days a week. Forty seconds. Twice on Sunday. Does Alan from Toronto is the
2: best caller? Thirty in the seconds.
8: World. He he is the best caller in the entire world. So but uh so I twenty I love seconds. Him. Okay, so I love it. But I my favorite Tom Brady moment was them beating Ten. the Atlantic Hulk, the the, the Atlantic Falcons in the Super Bowl. Okay. It was unbelievable.
2: Oh Barry, you got it in there in, in a minute. How did you do that? <laughs> hey Chef, how did he do that? Hey Chef, how did he do that? do that? Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> how do he do that? He did it in a minute. Now we got to let you go. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> he spent 50 seconds talking about Allen from Toronto. And somehow, some way, he's, he called the Falcons the Hawks and then still got his point in in a way that everybody could understand.
3: You caught that too?
2: Oh, yeah, he's the Atlanta Hawks. I'm like, okay. Good so tell me night, about all our bad teams, why don't you? Thank you for the Braves for winning. Thank you recently. Not this past season. Well, that was fun. Hey, Chef, we don't got to talk about this guy until he decides to unretire again, right?
3: Uh, exactly, which I'm not putting out, uh, you know, off the table at this point. Hey, I got advice for Tom
2: Brady. Don't call Brett Favre and ask him for advice about anything. I think Tom Brady a little smart for that anyway. The JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio is done. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time at 7 p.m. Pacific. I'll be joined once again by super producer and host Dave Shepard. If you wanna holler at me, it's at JR Sport Brief. Shep, where can they find you, man?
3: At the Good Shepherd underscore JR.
2: That's good. If you missed a minute of the show, you can always hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. Shep is gonna turn my microphone off, so I'm gonna shut up now. But you shouldn't move. You shouldn't go anywhere. Cause Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. I'm going. Bye folks.